You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. After October 7th, there's been so much discussion about our relationship to Eretz Yisrael, the relationship of people in Chutzloritz towards our country, towards what is happening there, um, what we can do to help and support. Uh, there's also been a minor discussion about the American Yeshiva Bochum who are present in Eretz Yisrael, how they can support, how they can do things uh, to raise morale, how they can feel part of the country. And a number of years ago, uh, I had a discussion with my Rebbe, uh, who is now the Menahel of the Nair Yisrael High School, about the difference between the Haredi institutions and the more modern Orthodox institutions sending students post-high school to Eretz Yisrael and how the experience is different uh, for each and why the Haredi institutions uh, really are dissuading these students to have a gap year where they can perhaps be impressed by what's special about Eretz Yisrael. I thought it might be interesting for you to hear that discussion. It was it happened about two and a half years ago, but I think many of the things are enlightening in terms of how a major Haredi yeshiva, Eretz Yisrael, uh, operates um, and how the interconnectivity between the modern Orthodox stream and the yeshivish stream happens, whether we recognize it happening in its inception, how it eventually comes together. And Ner Yisrael is a, is a nice test case for that point. I have to tell you that I edited out um, a, a number of minutes that we're dealing with the COVID crisis and uh, vaccinations. So it starts right when we get to the meat of, uh, of our topic. I hope you appreciate it. Hasanas as well. Rabbi, let me ask you something. You know, one of the things that um, perhaps uh, was in- unique in our day was that uh, the amount of chevra that went there to throw after their senior year. Um, now, personally, I I opted out of my senior year because I had finished the the, the mechinas lemude uh, kodesh because I was with by Rav Heinemann. So I spent a year by Rav Yechon and Zweig, and you then Chicago. Did you go to Chicago? Well, I, I've been so many places; it's hard to hold Cashman. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> I've yeah so. Uh, I'm like where the every place you see, like I've been more places than the Gideon Bible has been has been put around. Um, I went from uh, from uh, Ner Yisrael and I, in eleventh grade I was by Rav Heinemann, as you remember, and then instead of saying, "Oh, I, I, I'm going to go to base Medrash here," isn't that great? I love Ner Yisrael so much. I'm going to go to base Medrash. I said, "No, you know, I'm getting out of here." And uh, and, and Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, uh, as sign was coming and getting guys, and I said, "Okay, I'll go there." So I my quote unquote twelfth grade was really a, a full year of Bismedrish that I had by by Rabbi Zweig, and um, then I said you know I want to go to Eretz Yisrael, 
but because I really want to be Ayla Madregas in Kedusha, you know, and maybe I'll stay there. And surprise, when I came to Neri Yisrael, many of my grade mates, if not my classmates, I discovered there. Uh, there was a number, I don't want to mention their names here, but some of the, right, it, it seemed like about 50% of the 12th grade class that I would have been in and I stayed had gone on to Shiva in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael to spend a year or two, whether it was at Tifrach, Merkaz Atayra, that was some of the places people were going at that time. But negative. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. The negative, right? Tifrach. That was Tifrach, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so that's yeah. I remember I was I I when they came to Mir, I was sort of like their tour guide and led them around, and it was it was it was great to to see my friends, but it, but I I wasn't sure necessarily if this was something that was standard. And when I became a teacher, of course, in modern Orthodox schools, as you know, I was in some of the real, uh, in many of them throughout my life. I realized that in the modern Orthodox uh, yeshivos, and I, I shouldn't say quotation marks on that because whether it be called yeshivos, it's all right. But we know that there, there's a push for the success rate. And actually the modern yeshivas, actually the modern Orthodox yeshivas say, we want all of our kids to go to Eretz Yisrael for the gap year. And, and if, they, if it's not 100%, it's almost a failure. And we know this is different in, 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 in the yeshiva world. Um, tell me, you, I know, I saw that beautiful picture of all the seniors uh, lovingly around you. And I know you work a lot with the seniors, giving them chaburis. Tell me, what's the status now? And, and, and what is the shita that Neri Yisrael has, that you specifically have, about spending that year when you're going to turn 18 or you've just turned 18 or 17? This is, you've got, in a sense, your whole life ahead of you. What, what's the attitude and what's the Eitzah, Hayyutzah, generally, about spending time in, in Eretz Yisrael after high school? Okay, I, I'm, I'll, I'll share with you my thoughts on this, that, um, you know, much has changed over the last 40 years, 50 years. It's like the whole spectrum, the whole... Eretz Yisrael, the types of yeshivas, who goes, it's so different today than it was then. Many Bachan went to Hanegev. It was um, supported by the Rebbeim, by Rabbi Tenler, and that it was a good idea of Socha. Uh, Socha um, uh, Meir was the Mosh uh, Shiva there. And it was, you know, Bachan went there, he was secluded. You know, what can you do in the Negev? You know, you can go visit the Baba Sali, but that's... <laughs> Apart from that, it's nothing to do. And therefore, it was very conducive. You know, it was Makayim heavy, girl on the Mokham Torah. It was Mamish, girl on the Torah. And it was advocated, and we felt it was a good idea. But that's changed. And Negev is no longer, practically speaking, existent for our Talmudim. There was a slew of yeshivas that opened up that became very popular. Torah Moshe, Beis Yisrael, um, Torah Chaim, and Merkaz Amongst uh, some of them, there was um, OJ, was a, a for more on the on the edge, so to speak. There were um, other yeshivas that have sprung up, and and therefore, and the pictures changed. What also has changed is the whole Eretz Yisrael has changed. You know, so there's very different forces at play. Personally, and I think most of the rabbim here advocate that Bachram should stay. We have a very good base medrash. The shear in the first year base medrash is a popular shear. The Rebbe is well liked. 
And we feel you, why, why should you go to find experiment with something else when you, can, you have it right at your doorstep? And therefore, our policy has been to, to suggest to Bochum to stay here. But I say with the following caveat, if they will be successful in yeshiva. Now, as you know, we, we take a quite a diverse um, element of Bochum from ninth grade. And there are some Bochum who, even after they reach 12th grade, have not yet reached that point where they're ready for a yeshiva, a base measures program, which requires uh, three hours learning in the morning, three hours learning in the afternoon. And I don't care what anybody says. It's hard. You know, even for persons of that, it's hard to sit for three hours and to learn. You're an 18-year-old kid who's like full of energy. And it's not for everybody. So those people who uh, that is not for, we, we try and help them find a place in there to throw. And we, let's throw in also, I remember with Rav Kalevsky, it was many times a 90-minute uh, shear as well, right? Yes. I mean, you know, yes. Rav Kalevsky was a, a, you know, it was a tour de force almost every right. year. You know? Even right. the way, even the way he would kill the flies that would come in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I remember the guys were always late for lunch. The, right, the Rukowski, because Rukowski, and it's and, and that is that is also very difficult to sit and especially for a kid today to sit and listen. That, that for, doesn't happen anymore. She starts at twelve and it's finished by one. Finished. Uh, so, you know, so there's been a lot of change. And, you know, um, the Rebbeim have become more youthful and that's more attractive to Bochum. So I would say like this. So uh, uh, any given year, we recommend, well, usually 50% of the Olam. If we, have a, if we have an average, a senior class, graduating class of 60 Bochum, at least 30 will come back. Okay. This year, because of all other um, uh, COVID, et cetera, and the, the, the uncertainty of will there be a lockdown? Is it won't there? Can you go to the airport? Won't you? Will you be able to come? Won't you go? It's drastically reduced. And I say we probably have about maybe not more than about 10, 11, 12 bucks we're going to Israel this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, no, let me add another factor because you mentioned before about modern Orthodox. And it, it's, an, I don't know what you know goes on in the modern Orthodox schools, but I do know what goes on in day schools. And just to give you an example, a day school that doesn't have a yeshiva gadola. So they very often reckon, they have to find, as you say, the gap here. Where, where the tell me they're going to go the next day? They don't have a yeshiva gadola to go to. So Eretzel becomes a very popular choice. But the level of learning, the level of uh, um, accomplishment of the boys who come from day schools is far below the level of our boys. But by default, a bochum comes to the yeshiva. They have a morning seder afterwards. They have a night seder. And many of them learn after Marif. So, and then they're probably Bachelor come from day schools who may be very smart. And I have to add, there's a whole slew of Bachelor from England who are now um, attending these yeshivas. Every time I go to visit, I encounter in every yeshiva 20, 30, 40 Bachelor from England, which is, you know, 50 years, 60 years ago, was, there's was no such thing. You know, a few Bachelor went. So, but these Bachan, a lot of them are smart boys and they have a good education because the English system of education is far superior to the American, but that's for a different uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but they are educated and they... And, more and, and, and the education, I think, is what I'm going to hop you always here, has, has, they've been trained... To oh, think. I'm glad you took the word out of my yes. mouth. They've, they've, been been trained, they've been trained to think analytically in ways that sometimes yeah. even the best Rebbeim in Neri Stroll could do. There's right. something about the seriousness that they take their academic studies. What I used to see in your brother, for example, as a, as a, as a, as a, how, to, how to take a science apart, how to take an idea apart. 
Absolutely. And I share a personal experience when I first came. So I was 18 years old. I was in Rabbi Nussbaum's shear. And there were some younger boys who had just graduated from Machine Austin this year. I, I'm not at liberty to, to disclose their names. But, and they had much more um, background in learning than I did. They had been learning in the machine, and I just learned in Cheda. And but, but the thing that struck me, and it's still like in my mind, is the triviality of their questions. Like I was like, like that's not how I, we would think. You know, they were like very immature in their level of thinking. So, but, so, but, but let me get back to what I was saying. So these boys, and they, they as you say, they, they're smart and they're educated, but they don't have a background. They don't have a background in in learning, and they don't have a background in shtelling tzu to a yeshiva bacha. What it means to be yeshiva bacha it means giving your day to yeshiva. They, they went to a school. They didn't go to yeshiva. Yeshiva is like is like it's a twenty four seven experience, and so therefore it's a little bit of a culture shock when our boys go there, and then they realize what you know. That, that, so, I, as another reason why I don't advocate bacha to go because I think you're selling yourself short in terms of of the learning of who you're going to. Are yeah. some yeshivas that are good? And some that are more campish, and I'm not going to say any names. But because of that, I am reluctant to recommend, unless there's a good reason for Bachar to go. Let me, I, I want to add two things if I have uh, time to do that. Of course. Yes. It's of your course. show. I'll interrupt you, you know, at will, but it's your show. Yeah, you've been doing that ever since ninth grade, so that's not something new. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, don't worry, get in line. I've got a whole, there's a whole bunch of people with the rolled up newspaper saying, well, that guy stopped talking already. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so there were two, um, uh, what were we saying? I lost my train of thought. We were saying that... Um, you wanted to mention two other things about uh, we're talking about sending guys and you said you would you would not recommend because you're afraid of the interactions uh in a way that might be negative for your guys who right, they won't feel that they but there are there are reasons why I would send and um one of the reasons we send is because sometimes a bocher uh, yes there's two reasons why I think it's good for boy to go some the one reason it's good for boy to go is because He's been here four years. He needs a break. He needs a change. And Eretz can attract him in a way that America won't. And I want to illustrate that with a, a Meister Shohoya. Many years ago, there was a Bachi here in the Mechina. Very, very smart boy. Extremely smart. And he wanted to go to Eretz for twelve for the first year. And um, he told me, he was very open. He said, I'm going for a year to have fun. And in Eretz Unfortunately, the level of fun has risen quite considerably. And some Bokhram go to Israel. They do not have their parents on top of them. The Rebbeim and the Yeshivas are not on top of them. And they spend time, unfortunately, they can go to uh, places of uh, um, not suitable for a Bokhram to go to. And there's a drinking that goes on and other things. And it's, it's, war- it's very worrisome. And he said, I'm going to live it up. I'm going to have a good time. And then I'll come back to America. So I went to Moreno Rabbeinu Rabbeinu Weinberg. I said, Rabbi, I said, I should, tell, let it, I should let him go, go to Eretz I said, he's going for the purpose of having fun. Why should he go add to Eretz And he told me the following, and I've taken this to heart ever since. He says, if he stays in America, this boy, the way you're describing him, nothing will become of him. Nothing. If he goes to Eretz it's possible it's even uh, more than possible, maybe it's feasible, that he will meet up with somebody who will turn him on and, and, and become a different person. 
And Rav Weinberg said that not just from Sephora, but from practicality, because I know Bochum who've gone to Israel and have met somebody and really been turned on. I'm sure you know of such people also. And, and because of that, he said, you should recommend to go to Israel. Well, um, uh, I was never able to prove the point because he never made it through 12th grade <laughs> because of some of his uh, extracurricular activities. I wasn't a manal at that time. And because of that, he said, okay, I'm not going to Israel. And nothing became of him. He's very smart. He's, uh, you know, he has, uh, you know, but, but nothing became of him. And here's something that could have become of him. Had he gone to Israel and had he, right. So hey, that's yeah. the reason why I always keep in the back of my mind that Bocha says, you know, maybe he will meet up. And there are such wonderful people. There are such great people in Israel. You never know. Who you, you know, which and, 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 and the Kedusha, again, we, as Rav Cook, right. as the other Rav Cook would say, yeah. the Sheifa to, to connect Eretz Yisrael, although it seems to be built on some sort of antinomian desire to just let loose, what it's re, what's, what's really going on is the Neshama that has a Sheifa to go back to a Shirish. Right. So I would say that, um, you know, to, to deny that would be difficult. Right. right. And I want to tell you, this is another half of the opposite. Abraham went from here. He also, one of these, you know, he never made it through 12th grade. But I kept up with him in Eretz Yisrael. Um, I'm very close to him. He's very close to him today still. And um, it was interesting. He went to yeshiva and, you know, he was a wild kid, a real wild kid. And uh, he he somehow, the yeshiva was near, was it Zucker? Zucker in the Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim. Who was that? Yeah. There were a lot of Radners. We could, I could stop the, I could stop no, the recording and book it up. In the 90s, Bal Musa was like, uh, I think his name was Zuckerman. And, and he went to him and said, and he, he changed completely. And he became Mamre. Now he lives in Australia. He's a Rebbe. He's a Marvitz Torah. He's Makarov. Totally turned about, which would never have happened in America. So, you know, that's the plus side of going to Israel. And the negative side is it's fearful of, you know, what, yeah, what, yeah. uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, you know, as someone who's not a stranger to Chinuch, I don't have the august position that you have, but I, but I've been around, and as I said before, and I've been a, a teacher in many places, and I've been an Israel guidance counselor as well. So I could tell you that, um, you know, I, 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 I'm a little bit disappointed um, because I think that, you know, if, if you have a guy who, um, let's say from Ner Yisrael, who brings to the table what a typical Neri Yisrael guy would bring, which is a idea in Rishonim, a idea in how to make a laning pretty well, um, uh, an understanding of what Hasmoda is. It's possible that that person um, can, and he's not necessarily the, the top of the class. He's not the, you know, he's not the, 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 the idyash But when that guy comes to one of these yeshivas, these, the ones that cropped up, as you said, he has also a certain chashivas there. And the truth is, he can also come to appreciate the other. To me, one of the things that you need to grow with is understanding that people who don't necessarily come from the same background as you have strengths that perhaps you don't even know about. So although you're talking about contamination happening, what I see is the teferis of the bonding with with guys, let's say, from a modern high school. I know that, um, you know, I was a little bit sort of friendly, but, you know, with Rav Bina, who was, of course, a very famous machatnech uh, in Yeshiva Takotel, and then he came, then he started his own Yeshiva. Um, and, and he would talk about this, about how the, the, the guys coming from the, you call them day schools or the Yeshiva high schools, 
come with a tzimaon for learning. The ones that decide not to go on to college, the ones that have decided and, and they're going to go to a place like Koto or something like that, which is a, a tough program, Nesivarye, um, I think it's called, they actually excel in many ways. Like you said before, thinking. And, and I think there's something to be gained, even from those places, especially made from those places, in terms of recognition of the other and seeing, you know, recognizing the world doesn't end with you and maybe finding. Uh, the type of openness and friendship that that, that could develop there. So, so you know, it's it, it's not always it's scary to meet people that are different, but it also is very enriching. And you could and and, and you realize that that for years, uh, let me again put it on the table. We heard and and this was different in the seventies when I was uh, your student and beyond. TA, it's yo know, those guys are bums. They're geferlach, the TA guys. They have girlfriends. They're 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 they're, they're, they're almost like they're monstrous in a way. It, it, it's 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 enlightening to know how similar we all are. And I think that you know, I think that in many ways guys could actually gain by the friendships and also by the elevated position that they're going to have in the yeshiva. It's not for everybody. Some people, you want to become a Talmud. But for some of these guys, it's good to say, oh, you know, oh, you know how to do the Rashi. You do the Rashi. You become a, a leader. And these guys see themselves as, as, as being able to give up. That's just, I, I think, something perhaps you could consider. No, I, think, I think it's a very valid point because it is true. Some of these boys who go to Asia were from the weaker ones in, in their class. And now they become, instead of the Shu'alim, uh, instead, of, instead of the, um, the zone of the Arias, they become Rosh Hashanah. And I, I hold, I, and I found what somebody told me off the Zonish says it, says the same thing. The, this concept of being a Rosh, uh, being a zone of the Arias as opposed to being a Rosh Hashanah is not a Chinuch. That's in other areas. Being a Chinuch, sometimes, I'm sure you realize and know that, sometimes the best thing for a Bacha is to be the Rosh Hashanah. It gives him self-esteem it gives him it gives him uh, you know um, confidence and as you're saying and he can help somebody else before i nobody ever came over to me and asked me shut the rashi now somebody's asking me shut the rashi i feel exactly. good about myself and right. that his whole perspective yeah, yeah. I agree well, with. let me ask you one last thing before we get to something else on this point these guys that you send the ones the minute the the uh, minority of the seniors that you feel should go is some of them you've said you don't think we're really ordinary Israel in the first place. You've said that, but do you expect the others to come back? And and and, and you know and, and again, I I it was never clear to me when I was there in the seventies whether the Mechina was truly a feeder school for the base for the base medrash. It, it was not like a slam dunk that everybody who goes is going to go on. Um, is that changed now? And, and yeah, right, right. So now, the, the machine is a feeder school for base managers. I mean, this year there's 30, 35 bottom going into the into the machine into yeshiva. Last year was over forty. So it really is the mainstay of the yeshiva is the machina. It is a feeder for the yeshiva, and they take a few uh, from outside. But basically, the ones who come into the ninth into the first year base medrash. Uh, from the Mechina. Then an interesting phenomenon has taken place over the years, as you're talking about, coming back. So some Bokhrim go to Eretz Yisrael. Depends what the type of Bokhrim is. <clears throat> Many of the Bokhrim who go first year, say some of them stay second year because they are quite enamored. Some will stay three years that they never expected, and then they'll come back to Yeshiva. There's a quite good, a large percentage who come back. But what Yeshiva has been doing in recent years is, and you mentioned this before, 
yeshiva has now become attractive to many of the Tinek, Shivata Kosel, Shivata Kotel, I should say, um, KBY, um, and Reshit, and other more uh, modernish type of uh, yeshivas. Yeshiva has now become a a, a, a uh, drawing card for them, and they come back to Shiva. And and what's so special about these boys is that they have, as you said before, the Tzema'on, they have a thirst. They're not interested in fooling around. They're not interested in dragging my cargo. I came to Shiva alone. And and they're very sweet to me, Mr. Kabochim. Very, very... In fact, right now we have a program. The NCSY has a camp here. And there's an NCSY kolel. There's 50 Bochim in this kolel that are being... They have Rebbeim who's teaching them. In, in this, and and uh, from, you know, the more remote Orthodox uh, feeding grounds like Teaneck and Westchester and, uh, I don't, you know, uh, the Long Island and other places. And... Th- they are such, you know, you meet them, they're such wonderful boys. And a few of them, at least a few of them, will, will stay on an L. So, and, and, you know, yeah. and I think one of the magnets that, that draws them, of course, is the fact, as, you know, the, the unknown, you know, that 900-pound gorilla that's in the room for the base medrash is the ability to go to college, right? Yes. That's yes. really, yeah, again, yeah, sure. part of the reason why, after they've spent two or three years and, and learning Stark, their parents are saying, no, no, come back. Yeah. And and their Rabbeim in, in Eretz Yisrael are saying, why you? You're better than why you. <laughs> At least that's what they're yeah. So You don't need why you. You could go to Eretz Yisrael where you could actually be in a complete yeshiva and you'll be able to go to college at that's night, right. that's exactly. et cetera, yes. right? And I, and I think that's that was the Chachma of Rav Neuberger, Zechariah uh, of Rocha, and Rav Ruderman, Zechariah of Rocha as well, that they understood that this was a, a, a something that was necessary for America. And that's really still bringing these guys in. Yes. Which is, um, which, and, 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 and I, and as you're saying, I hope that the Rabbeim see that, that type of Hashivas, that these guys that come back, that this is. So really, uh, the, the idea of somebody coming, uh, like, like I remember guys coming from, um, for, for first-year base medrash is a little bit less frequent today, right, Rebbe? There... Yeah, so now, yes. In other words, somebody coming, like, let's say, from some other yeshiva coming from, because when I was there, it happened a lot. There were a yeah, lot of people. Right. Because it's much less come for first-year base medrash. Maybe three or four bochum come for first-year base medrash. So let me ask you next the next point. Uh, is there an ideal like to go like for example i went to i i went to visit scranton yeshiva and some other yeshivas as in my role as an arts um uh investigator so to speak and i i noticed that a number of the yeshivas especially since the ones that were offering college credit etc that there was basically two to three years and then it was over and then the the assumption was you're off you're going to go someplace and there you throw that has that developed at all? Where yeah, you mean yes. So what happens now in Israel? It's followed the pattern of all yeshivas basically. In other words, they they both become who don't go to Israel right away. They go to first year base measures and they'll stay for second year base measures. And many of them will leave after second year base measures, and they will then they go to Israel. I think they going to Israel is probably they're more productive because they're two years older, they're more mature, and they act like you know. Yeshiva Bachrim instead of like, uh, you know, uh, wild uh, high school kids. And, um, and they go to, they go to the Mir, they'll go to, um, see Kaplan, um, um, 
they'll try to get into other places that have now become popular. And, and, so I know your 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 fiefdom is the high school, right. but I'm sure that in many ways you still collaborate with these um, charismatic rebellion that you were talking about. Yes. Is, 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 is it too late? Is it, we can't stop them and they're going to go anyway? Does the yeshiva want that to happen? Because once these guys are out, you know, you're not going to have a thriving third or fourth year right. of Bismedrish. So well, we, the third effect is because Bochum come back. That's what that's what fuels the third and fourth year base measures. Those who stay and those who come back. But there's nothing you can do about it. That's that's the way. That's a, it's a fact of life today. That majority but, of us can look at. But, but that, you know that interestingly, back when I was there fifty years ago, that wasn't. Sorry, right. for making you feel old. But fifty years ago, that wasn't the case, right? right. The, you, you, new, you, new. It's not. I always say new. It's relatively new. It's, but, you know, this is, this is what happens is the Bochum, especially, uh, let me put it to you guys, if a Bochum's been here four, six, Bochum's like, I've been here four years in Mechina, I've been in Shiva two years, I need to try something else, I, I have to go, you know, and uh, so, yeah, so they, they, they'll want to leave and they'll try to find some other place. So sometimes they'll stay in America, we'll go to a different Shiva, like Sayek or, yeah. or um, uh, you know, there's some of these Shivas I'm not even familiar with in Lakewood. You know, or they'll go, um, they'll go to Rabanowitz in in, in um, Washington Heights. They'll go to um, um, I, in other words, spe- places that were supposedly specialty places that right, that, right, that right. somehow are meant for the for, for the best and the brightest, so to right. speak. They will go there. That's what's happening. So, so a very interesting phenomenon, which is sort of some of your third and fourth year guys are really the the modern kids who yeah. are coming back, yes. right? And the guys who were the straight laced are the guys you were trying to uh, right. uh, to pick right. up from the from the yeshivasha day schools. Right. Right. They leave. So right. there, you throw it. Really ends up being in a certain right. way, yeah. and and I, I would assume that that probably you know. Is 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 reflected a lot in, in Rabbi Feldman as Ogazunsein. I'm saying he's still giving shear to the to the to the oldest guys. No, Feldman gives the uh, a blood shear. I mean, a uh, a shear colleague once a week, and he gives uh, um, most of shmuz once a week. And Ratzvi and Ratzvi. And he gives his his shear. His shear is very popular. He's he is a very big draw to the yeshiva. So Ratzvi is which year is that? That's fourth year. That's the fourth year. And one one of the reasons why Bachim come back here is because of Ritzvi. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, look. We from for for how many years he's been there? I mean, he's always been this incredible uh, glot right. magnetic force. It's right. so strange, really. I, I think about it because you know I knew him as such a straight arrow, and. Uh, and he does have a wicked sense of humor. I mean, he does have, because I have discovered that myself in private conversation I've had with him. But um, his glotkite and his understanding of, of, of human beings is 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 immense. And I think that's that's a talent that goes beyond his Clarkite and the, the yeah. Soviet. I remember when he first came in tenth grade. So from San Francisco, right? San Francisco. He came from San Francisco. So it's interesting the way things uh, really, you know, in, in a way coalesce in, in such a manner. Well, Rabbi, I think you've given us a uh, an interesting perspective, and okay. especially I think um, I know you're fiddling with your papers there, but uh, the point is, I think just to put a, a, a little period, if not an exclamation point, on our conversation, um, I, I think that. Um, we should never, um, I guess, sell short the, you know, what the desire to go to Eretz Yisrael is. It's, you know, we, we, the, you know, we, we're misabel on, on, on Eretz Yisrael, misabel that it's still, 
uh, the 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 Eretz Hashemayma in a certain way, but it still is as Rav Salvechik used to say. You know, it is the Merkaz Hatayra. He says America, he said, is a Mokum Tayra Shein Kamayo that people can never imagine. And the Rav used to say that the questions that an American guy can ask, the the why questions, are questions that in the even the, the Israeli mentality isn't used to. And that's important to, to bring that. But 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 the the the, the great Ness, perhaps, of the 20th century uh, is the reestablishment of Eretz Yisrael as that great Merkaz. Sure. So, to you know, to, and in that way, I guess every you know the 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 Shi'ifas to go there are are an indicator of really of, of how Absolutely. how how strong our bonds are, and how you as an educator and and others have for fanning those flames and encouraging that in, in, in the best way possible. Thank you so much for giving us so much time on this. We should only hear Surah Tavis. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.